0: Let's get started. Hi friend and welcome to this episode of She Coaches Coaches. Today we're doing something a little different. Join Tanya Gill, my guest, and I as we have a completely unscripted, organic, free-flowing conversation about imposter syndrome. We talk about how common this is. We talk about who experiences imposter syndrome. And we give you some tips and resources and thoughts on how you can manage imposter syndrome for yourself and your self-doubt. Enjoy the conversation. Oh, this is going to be so great. It's fun to do one of these really organic kind of conversations so often, and especially given the topic that we're going to talk about, because I like to be kind of organized. This is not that morning.
1: This is not the morning where I'm organized. So this is going to be great. <laughs> oh, Candy, it is not the morning I'm organized either. We're supposed to be leaving on vacation tomorrow. And I have done nothing to prepare. I <laughs> am The list maker and the planner and the organizer. And, you know, sometimes you just got to roll with it.
0: Yeah. I mean, really, all you need is your toothbrush and your Visa card. That's it. That's really all you need,
1: right? <laughs> Not for a cabin in the mountains. <laughs> oh, fine. Okay, fine. <laughs> Not for a cabin in the mountains. However, however, nice. you know what? I've never left on a trip without being ready to go. And so I just know that we'll be ready and it will be great because that's the way it's always been really, right? It's going be fun. Yeah. Be fun. Time
0: in the mountains is always
1: good. It is so good. So when we were talking about doing this podcast together, we had thrown around a whole bunch of different ideas. And what we kind of landed on was talking about the experience of imposter syndrome. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The universal experience.
1: It is a universal experience. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, I, I had a conversation with a friend this week and she, she was talking about something that she's been trying to organize. And she said, I feel like this is not something that I can do because I feel like I'm trying to be someone I'm not. Oh, wow. And, and, and in that experience, I was like, oh, like, let's talk about that. And she, and As we started talking about she just said, I feel like I'm an imposter. Like I'm not the person to be leading this. I realized that we all have that experience from time to time where we feel like even as we're doing whatever the thing is, we're like, am I good enough for this? Have I got the skills for this? Should I be X, Y, Z instead? And then we should all over ourselves, right? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. This just reminds me of three quotes um, that I refer to. I just love this to do with imposter syndrome because these are surprising. And it just made me realize that I was actually in really good company. So let me just read this one because I love I love this first one. (laughs) So it says, when I won the Oscar, I thought it was a fluke. I thought everybody would find out and they would take it back they'd come to my house knock on the door and say excuse me we meant to give that to someone else and that one is by Jodie Foster and i thought oh my god if she thinks that what what you know like what what is the deal like when i look at her and i look at her lifelong series of accomplishments i am shocked right So, you know, when you said, hey, let's talk about imposter syndrome. I'm like, yeah, yeah. So my thoughts on it are this, are that if we experience imposter syndrome, that it's a good thing. It usually is, this is just my experience, people who are very competent, super capable people. And it's that next level of growth. And it's, it's kind of like, if you start to feel that way, it, you could get all freaked out and not do the thing. And, you know, like you were speaking about that conversation, say, well, maybe I'm not the person, or you could use that as the sign that I'm on the right road, right? Like the, this means that I'm doing the right thing because who's going to give you permission? Nobody, nobody's going to give you permission to do it or not do it. And half the time we're so wrapped up in our own self judgment, we're just in awe of other people. So, like, what do you think about that quote from Jodie Foster? I just I was just blown away when I read that.
1: Like, holy candy! Because I, I think it really does show us just how it's such a human experience, and that, and and that also there's that element of of fear and excitement being this such a similar feeling. That when we, I I think that when we kind of land ourselves into the imposter syndrome, it might be because we're feeling excitement, but that internal dialogue from our, I call it our cultural stew, but that internal dialogue starts to come up and and tries to, to show us that potentially we should, again, I come back to that should doubt ourselves and, and that is about the cultural stew that's not about the moment right and so even like yeah. Jodie foster gets an Oscar yeah. and thinks that and thinks that it, at some point someone's gonna figure
0: her out and come knock on her door in the middle of the night
1: <laughs>
0: could you imagine
1: could you imagine excuse me ma'am there's been a mistake
0: yeah yeah go figure right
1: so yeah. what do you think the
0: combination is between imposter syndrome. And I have two different thoughts here. Just a sec. Let me figure out which is the right one. So for me, the connection between imposter syndrome and perfectionism, like, do we exacerbate the imposter syndrome because we think that we have to go from crap to perfect in one step? Like, is that
1: where we get hung up? What do you think? I love that you brought up perfectionism because as a recovering perfectionist myself, and I really do say that I am a recovering perfectionist. uh, Absolutely. I think that they kind of are, I think they marry one another very, very well. And I think that people who are perfectionists or believe that there is a version of perfect, because that's the other thing, right? Like, let's, let's face it if we are striving for perfection, it may be achieved for one single moment in time Mm. because at any other given time, someone else may be doing better, whatever that better is. So it really is about your experience of it. And in that experience of allowing the imperfection, I think that we can release and, and recognize the value of everything along the way, instead of, like you said, that big jump to perfection. Hmm. Recognizing all of the steps along the way that have so much value, so much power, so much meaning. And, and maybe that's why I'm so passionate about, about the, the beauty of imperfection and being perfectly imperfect hmm. is, is because that because we lose the meaning along the way when we get so hung up on whatever the result is instead of the growth that comes along the way.
0: Yeah, and so when you say that, it makes me think of meaning and fulfillment as opposed to that outer shiny package. Mm-hmm. And there's so much more life in you know in sort of not just joy of life, but like the actual me living side of your life when you find meaning and satisfaction.
1: Obviously, I think about imposter syndrome. (laughs) Have you experienced imposter syndrome lately, my friend?
0: Lately? Oh, my God, every day. Um, (laughs) Every day. (laughs) That's the the fun thing, right? Um, I just realized that there's times like I love it. So first off, I love this quote. Um, I hear it from Brad Yates. He's an OG in the EFT world. And he says that any time we don't have what we want is because of resistance, our own internal resistance. And then he pairs that with this idea that self-sabotage is just misguided self-love. And so I realized that there's times that I feel so busy that I'm not ready to take the next step because I'm getting myself in order, organized strategically, however I might term it. But really what it is, is it's just that fear, you know, imposter syndrome, fear of showing up as that next place, right? And so to find this place where we distract ourselves and we just stay busy in the world and, and I mean, imposter syndrome is really just that fancy word for fear, right? I wonder what would happen if we just allowed it to be fear instead of trying to make it some, you know, like make it something. What if we just called it what it was? Do you think that there's anything to it other than fear?
1: I don't know that there is anything other than fear. When you really peel it away, there's little more than that experience of, yeah, of being grounded in fear.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and we live in the fear of the stories of our past. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it really is that, oh, this might happen, right? This might happen in the future because someone said something to me a billion years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I honestly, I have that. I have that imposter syndrome experience, even just doing video. My podcasts are not on on youtube and i've been asked several times to put them on youtube do you put yours on youtube (laughs) no
0: (laughs) i have them on youtube but it's just the audio part of it right um yeah so there's something here um there there's so agreed about the fear but with imposter syndrome specifically it's like fear With
1: judgment attached to it, right? I was just going to say, and it's fear of external judgment, right? Because when we feel like we're an imposter, we, it, it is that the experience inside of feeling that fear and that excitement. And I do believe that the imposter comes from the excitement because we're doing something that feels like a stretch. Yeah right and that stretches the juicy part of living like oh my god we when we don't stretch we live in a boring little box who oh, wants totally. that yeah exactly right? but so like, it's a flavor
0: of fear it's a specific it's a, flavor right it is a flavor you got something what else is you had something else oh uh, yeah i wanted to say pistachio oh okay <laughs> I was going to tell you a story.
1: Tell me a story.
0: Um, okay. And it's, and because we're on video, you're going to see it's about this yellow. I just remembered it because of yellow. So it's not specifically fear, imposter syndrome, because it was just plain fear. <laughs> no, no fancy fear attached to it. Um, years ago, maybe 15, 20 years ago, I took up dance as an adult. And one of the things that I did was. Like, this is a real passion for me. It's only since COVID that I haven't been going to dance class. And when I talk about dance, I'm talking about ballet and tap and hip hop and, you know, these forms of dance that you see mostly young people doing. And I love ballet, like, just love it. And my dance instructor, she was like, she was willing to take a chance on me. You know, here's this middle-aged lady. I'm very short. And she said, come to the class with the teenagers. And so I trained with the teenagers for years and years. And I even got to the point where I was on point. And it's not that I loved being on point, but I loved the achievement. So here's the story. So if you're listening to the audio, my cup that I'm holding up right now is a bright, sunshiny yellow. Now picture in your mind a 45-year-old woman on point, on the stage, in a bright yellow bodysuit. <laughs>
1: like, there's fear right there right? <laughs> with the lights and everything, right? <laughs> with a bunch of teenagers.
0: Yeah, totally. Well, they were all used to me by then, right? The teenagers were like, I was just like, they accepted that I was their their kind of their weird aunt, <laughs> let's put it that way, right? <laughs> Oh, my God, that is amazing. Right. But that's like there wasn't any imposter syndrome because I didn't expect anybody to think anything good of me for that. I was just doing it because I wanted to. Right. And so there's the difference is it was that expectation. Right. That would have made it. Now, if I had expected somebody to go, oh, you're supposed to be a vision of loveliness in that bright yellow outfit. Maybe I would have
1: experienced the
0: imposter cider, but, but I didn't. <laughs>
1: no. no expectations, no judgment. And, and you didn't accept. That's maybe the other thing is with imposter syndrome, is it that we are expecting judgment to come with it? And harsh judgment. And harsh right. judgment. Yeah. Right. We're not expecting someone to tell us how amazing we are. Right. right? Jodie Foster wasn't expecting someone to show up on the door and be like, Hey, we gave it to the wrong person. You're amazing. Right. He was expecting them to be like, you were a mistake.
0: Yeah. Oh, Ooh, there's something. Ooh. Right? So
1: yeah. Is, that- Is it that it was a mistake or that you are a mistake? A mistake. And maybe uh-huh. that part of that imposter syndrome comes back to that worthiness, right? Yeah, it's like if someone finds out that, well, a perfect example, as as a life coach and as a social worker who works with clients, I have never professed that I have my shit together. Yeah, that's, that's not what this is about, right? Right. And yet I have these moments where I think to myself, if I don't have my shit together, how can I help other people? Right. And so that's my Deja, my internal dialogue, my limiting beliefs. I've named her Deja. Her name is Deja. Here we go again, poo, as in we've heard <laughs> it before. <Yeah. laughs> and Deja will be the one who comes in and says, you probably don't know enough. You don't have your shit together. You were a puddle crying last night. How can you help people? Right that imposter syndrome is that it for me in that moment is the fear that someone else will judge my experience and my skills and my abilities based on my own life. Yeah. Yeah. And they will judge you.
0: Oh, right. Like, like actually I'm serious. Right. But this is the thing is we get scared because people are going to judge us and they do every single day. But what we forget is that the vast majority of the time it looks like this? Oh my God, I love her voice. Or I she sounds like somebody that I could talk to. Or she looks so friendly. Those are all judgments.
1: We don't think about those judgments. Ever. 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 And when and what happens when someone does give you a compliment? Oh, do, yeah. we, do we accept that? Are we I'm over- learning
0: to. I'm learning very slowly. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. Just that gracious. Thank you. Yes. Just a gracious. Thank you. I know for me, I was the queen of deflection, right? Right down to someone would hug me and tell me I smelled good. And I'd be like, I showered. Right. And, and instead of just being like, oh, thank you. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So what do we? So what have we got? We know that at at its heart, imposter syndrome is fear, and it's fear with a specific flavor to it. It's fear of the flavor of harsh judgment, and also this sort of fear of being expelled. You know, like so in that Jodie Foster quote, they're going to come and take that Oscar away, but. When you hear people like, I've got another one, a Sheryl Sandberg quote, just because, you know, we talk about people that I think are fairly stellar in their career. And, you know, Sheryl Sandberg said, There are still days when I wake up feeling like a fraud. I'm not sure I should be where I am. And so there's that feeling that somebody is going to get rid of us, somebody's going to kick us out. And that ties back to worthiness and belonging. And all of those things, we'd rather be safe and part of the crowd than wearing a yellow tutu (laughs) (laughs) with bright lights on us, right?
1: (laughs) And yet you're here to tell the story and laugh about it. That's the other thing. Like, how many times do we let that fear of judgment... And that, um, that belief that we are an imposter and don't deserve to be in the role that we are, or in the relationship that we are, or in the event experience that we are. How many times do we let ourselves become immobilized by that instead of taking the shot? And, you know, like, incredible. You love dancing. You wanted to learn to dance as an adult. You went for it. You got on point. Hello, sister, a yellow tutu. I can guarantee that people in that audience were in awe. Or who knows, (laughs) right? Like, who knows? We don't know what somebody's
0: reaction is going to be. I wanted to ask you... um, you know, like we have a shared experience in that we both experience imposter syndrome. We're both coaches. We both, you know, do these creative things that stretches who we are. Do you think that there is... I I came in with the assumption that everybody experiences imposter syndrome, and I'm not 100% sure. Do you have experience of people who you think should be a little bit more In learning mode, who think too highly of themselves? Do you experience that? That's a great question.
1: Having dated, um, I will say, many, many men between each of my husbands, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say that there is a difference between confidence and ego. And I think that. Confidence is beautiful and healthy and important. And the difference in my experience is that ego is driven from a place of selfishness. And so when I see people who are, so for example, like I dated a guy, he just thought he was everything. Like he just thought he was everything. And in that he really was an imposter in some of his pursuits. And the result of that was that he actually put other people in danger. Oh, in actual wow. physical danger by taking them on physical pursuits that he wasn't even trained for. Wow. And so the, it, that's a perfect example though, of someone who's got imposters who is an imposter, but right. is immune to it. Yeah. And like, and then in this case, this person was a climber. So we're talking something very, oh. very, yeah. Um, so, you know, and, and I think that we do see people in our lives who are taking bigger risks and, and not, and, and actually are oblivious to the fact that they are not actually as skilled or have the abilities or even the safety that they need sometimes. So in those cases, it's Ugh. legit, right? Yeah.
0: And I mean, and in the corporate world, I've seen it a lot. And it's not usually the woman, it's the men. And it's not men as a whole. I mean, I know lots of men who I also talk to, and they suffer from imposter syndrome. But it, maybe it's uh, an approach to life. You know, maybe they've learned to be a certain way. I don't know exactly what that way is. But I mean... It, I've worked with people that I can have, I have absolutely no idea how they got to that level on the corporate ladder. And they're good, you know, good people, but they just don't have the skill that they needed, but they've got the title. And then their executive assistants are actually doing the job, right? Right? (laughs) Right. And so that just confuses me. Like, that's all I can say is like, how do you take somebody who is a capable person who suffers from imposter syndrome and you know and we've got some ideas about why that might be and then you put them side by side with somebody who you know the difference is thinks they're capable or thinks they're adept and in fact they're not What could we learn from those people? What could we learn not to become uh, somebody who thinks, who is an imposter, but what could we learn to improve, to make our life easier so that our stretches are even
1: bigger or more fun or, you know, who knows, right? Like who knows what would be possible? I, you know, I I think you touched on something. I think there are two pieces. The first is that people who maybe appear to experience imposter syndrome less probably have people around them who are very supportive. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Not that I'm saying that Jodie Foster didn't have supportive people around her. I agree. Agreed. Yeah. But but when you talk about, for example, the, an executive in the corporate world, there are those people like the assistant, the executive assistant, we all know, like, assistants are worth their weight in gold and they are kind of the most important people and so in that case do you think it's because they have those people around them that help facilitate all of the things or is it actually a personality trait where they've just been raised not to question themselves and we could get into a whole patriarchal talk about that, right? Yeah, and I'm kind of
0: trying to avoid that part of it because, I mean, that's part of the inherent bias of our society, and so we know that it's there. But you know, there there are lots of people that do experience imposter syndrome, and so why, you know, so why, why them, and why not the other people, right? And I and so what you said about this, I like this idea about perhaps some people who think more highly of their capability and don't experience imposter syndrome have more of an ecosystem around them, an ecosystem of support. And like you said, it's not that the other people don't have support, but
1: they have more.
0: Why do they feel differently? Like why do they think differently about
1: themselves? Confidence, assurance, direction. I mean, I do believe that we experience imposter syndrome less and less, the more comfortable and confident and the more we build that trust with ourselves. Hmm.
0: Yeah. And hmm, so that's interesting. So if we trust ourselves, if we have integrity with Mm -hmm. ourselves and have this approach where, you know, when, when things don't go the way we want it to, when we're not as, Good at something as we thought, we don't get all uptight about it. We just go, Well, I'm human, and you know, still appreciate and care and accept ourselves. There's that, and then with confidence, to get confidence, is you take action, you exercise courage, which is that thing that happens in a second, right? And then you keep going and you start to see the result of taking that action, and then that. For me, that's what builds my confidence is think of something, go freak me out. Okay, I can do this. I can do this. Snap, go that moment of courage and do it and do it and do it and then gain that confidence. And at the same time, don't you know verbally abuse yourself if it didn't go well. Like if you fall down, you can say, oh my gosh, that's terrible. Don't ever do that again. Or what can we learn? What can we do next time that's a little bit different? What do you think? How would that, if we could change our approach? How would that change imposter syndrome? It feels like a science experiment waiting to happen.
1: It does. <laughs> and is it is it though, that the imposter syndrome is just the story we tell ourselves when we tune in to that feeling of fear and or excitement that we're stepping just slightly out of our comfort zone or, incredibly out of our comfort zone Mm -hmm. and taking a chance. And and the, and
0: what you said that I, that really sounded um, like right on point is the story we tell ourselves.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Like we could tell ourselves we can keep telling ourselves I'm a fake, I'm an imposter. I feel like an imposter. I feel like an imposter, or we could say, this is part of the learning cycle of this growth
1: path. And I feel like an imposter And I'm here and I'm doing it and it might not be perfect and that's okay. Yeah. And, you know, there's that, there's that word. And that's
0: the, I think that's the key for what you're saying is the and right. So
1: is it just a habit? Is it just a habit? I do. uh, You know what? I, I think that it probably is a habit. I do think that part of it is, is that we are taught, from a young age, that there's some danger in being confident, Mm -hmm. right? There are people out there, obviously, who are outside of their range, like mountain climber, right? And then I think there are others of us who have an opportunity to step bravely into things that feel uncomfortable and feel like an imposter. But if we show up and we actually can say, oh, I feel like an imposter, but I'm here. So obviously I'm not. Right. Yeah. And, and the judgment, like, I think the other piece of this is that the imposter syndrome comes from a fear of judgment from the outside. And we have to recognize that we cannot control what other people's thoughts are, but often when they come from a place of negative judgment, we all know it's actually the stories about themselves that they're telling themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this, you know, we've kind of been around the circle here. Yeah.
0: Imposter syndrome common for many people based in fear, fear, especially with that place of expectation of harsh judgment. And if we can just accept that it's going to be there and that it's a marker that we're on the right path. And that it doesn't mean stop, it means learn and then use those skills, those confidence skills that you were talking about and keep going. So what if imposter syndrome was just the sign to keep going? Obviously it is.
1: Yeah. That's exactly what it is. So when we experience imposter syndrome, it's the sign to keep going, see what we can learn in that moment and recognize that while we may experience imposter syndrome in that moment, it's that learning experience possibly. So we don't experience that imposter syndrome next time. Cause that's the other thing. Like, I don't know how many Oscars Jodie Foster has, has earned in her life, but I know it's more than one. Right. So the question becomes, did she feel like an imposter after she received the third one? maybe, and maybe, maybe she didn't feel after the third one, but maybe
0: she did feel about the next thing. Like, you know, it's just like the voice of your inner critic. It never goes away. You just turn the volume down on it and you learn to manage it. And in in your case, you give it a wonderful character so that you can have that external relationship with that inner critic. But maybe after the third Oscar, I don't know how many she's had either, but maybe it's just like, okay, and now I don't have to be freaked out about that, but I'll find something else to be freaked out about right. and so that's okay like if we know that that's part of the ride and we just use when it shows up, it's the reminder to care for yourself, have your own back be keep going, use it as a use it as a you know
1: keep going, not a stop, and then and, it'll show up for
0: the next time and the next time, like and
1: who knows right and just doing the check- in with yourself like. You know, is this based in the stories that someone else has told me, or is this the truth right now? Mm-hmm. Right? Like and and you know, you the, the inner critic, she doesn't go away. I would love to say that there's a magic wand to get rid of her, but the truth is she actually is there to try and keep you safe. Yeah, but she's using old information, and okay. so the best thing you can do is. To just acknowledge it compassionately and say, wow, maybe I'm scared. Maybe I'm excited. Mm-hmm. But what would I be missing out on if I didn't take this next step? Yeah. Right. Jodie Foster started out as an actress and now she's a producer. Yeah. If she, if she didn't, I, I'm sure she felt like a, an imposter going into producing, I'm guessing, but we've all experienced that when we go into a new job or a new relationship, like I think that it is natural to have that moment of do I know enough? Do I have enough to be able to do this? Mm -hmm. And can I figure it out? And can I figure it out? Yeah. 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 And can I figure it out?
0: Yeah. And so maybe let's just summarize. Where do where do we think that we're at? Like if somebody's listening to this episode, what do you think? What do you think is their sort of their
1: takeaway? We all experience imposter syndrome, including famous people like Jodie Foster and the guy who picks up your garbage, right? Like everybody I think has an experience of feeling like an imposter at some point in their lives. But if we stop when we feel that, what gifts would we miss out on for ourselves and for others, right? Like, when I started doing a podcast, I was terrified. I thought they all had to be perfect. And let's face it. We went into this candy without a plan because we were like, That's right. Have a conversation. And you know what? It's been lovely and it's been beautiful. And I do think that it can inspire people to think about, oh, if I experience this, where's it coming from? Is it fear? Is it excitement? And if it's, Interlaced with judgment, and how does any of that serve me? How does that serve me? Yeah, yeah.
0: So I agree with you. You know all the things that you've said, and so you know just I guess my final thoughts on it. Agreed. It's I, I think it's a universal experience. I think that it's a sign that says, oh, you're going down a slightly new road, and the way there's the way through, you go, you move through imposter syndrome. You can never avoid it, but you just have to keep going. Care for yourself. Keep your coaching questions in mind, All right? Stay curious.
1: That's, <laughs> that's the most important piece. Yeah. Wear the yellow tutu. There you go. Have some fun. Yeah, that's it. Because that is the juice. Yeah, for sure. Oh my God. We Good. nailed it. We totally know how to get through imposter syndrome. (laughs) Oh, excuse me. While I go and experience imposter syndrome on my next journey. (laughs) Exactly. You know what? I know that your listeners and my listeners have likely found this a very interesting conversation. Hopefully it's very relatable. Thank you so much for this awesome conversation.
0: Thank you for joining me on She Coaches Coaches. And I know that the listeners who listen to my podcast are going to go, I have
1: to listen to that woman. So tell us how they can find out more about you. I was going to actually say, my friends need to check you out on She Coaches Coaches, because there is so much good stuff. Even if you are personally not a coach. Wow. I love your podcast so much. It's one of my favorite walking podcasts. Oh, thank um, so thank you. And I am on um, all of the platforms as lighten up and unstuck your what the, f- and I can also be followed on socials perfectly imperfect. Thanks again for
0: listening today. Please hop on over to Apple podcasts and leave a review. Also, I would love to hear from you. Did something that I say resonate? What else would you like to learn about? Click the link in the player and leave a comment on the post. This is going to give me great ideas for future episodes so I can help you best. Join me again next week for more coaching, support and teaching to help you become the confident coach you are meant to be.